well, it's just been a very, very busy week. Uh, so busy uh, that I've got my diary to hand to clutch on to give myself a bit of framework. Uh, and as I speak, there is a cyclist zooming past. Oh, and a car uh, zooming. It's all go. I'm feeling a bit dizzy, actually. Um, I need to get into the right frame of mind, and I've also forgotten my cup of tea, so that doesn't help. So, um, welcome to episode uh, 80 of Mr. Burt Pods. Uh, yes, it's been a big week, obviously, because I've got the diary to hand. Um, I might forget, actually there's been so much going on, I might forget to talk about it all. Um, we started with yoga, of course. Uh, I usually keep my camera or the screen camera on her as full view, uh, so I don't have to look at myself for obvious reasons. However, without realising it, I left the little window, you know. Um, I left the little window open with myself on it, <clears throat> which I didn't notice until I was quite close to the screen and uh, saw this face uh, with an expression of uh, grumpy misery and fury on it, uh, looking back at me, uh, which was, of course, me coming out of some strenuous position. Could have been any of them, really. She did go into pigeon just as I was feeling I was ready to finish. Uh, pigeon being one of my nightmare moves. Um, she did say something about breathing steadily during it, which is just never get, never going to happen. Uh, and um, yeah, no, generally that was all right. And uh, no, it wasn't. It was dreadful. Yoga is always awful. And um, then I went for a run. I'm still doing my run through the woods because Darren just has got under my skin. So I think it's the third time I've run. Uh, I do go around the recreation ground uh, a bit, so I've got a bit of a compromise. Um, but I run. I realised today as I was running that actually it's a stupid route because uh, it starts mostly uphill, uh, and I, and it's just awful starting a run going uphill, uh, and then you sort of come back more downhill, and on that route, uh, but then I can't run too fast going downhill because you just end up slamming your feet on the ground and achieving nothing so i do try and sort of keep trying keep my rate of running steady which is i'm saying that's complete joke when i look at my strava thing which analyzes everything i basically start off fast then go very slow and then end up quite fast on obviously get some sort of second wind oh talking of wind yes yoga was a bit windy but um the uh problem with the run this morning was that i took a wrong turning in the wood and just ended up I thought I was going towards there's a little sort of stream that goes through the wood and uh, I thought I was heading towards the bridge and of course I wasn't and I ended up uh, it was a bit like apocalypse now actually and um, I ended up having quite a difficult time and obviously cursing Darren because when I went round the recreation crowned nine and a half times on a path. None of those sort of things happened. But anyway, I got back and I was fine. And um, I did pretty much the same. Um, oh, no, who's that? Now you see, I've never seen that person come out of that house before. Oh, going back in again. Let's keep an eye on that one. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, no, that was all fine. So what's been happening, I hear you ask. Um, I've got a new listener, an old friend uh, who has just started listening. I don't know if you should have told him about this 
podcast before now. Anyway, they're enjoying it. They're in Yorkshire. For some reason, I got onto the yucca outside the window, um, and they said that's not a yucca. Uh, so then I went into an existential crisis because obviously I've spent the past 25 years believing there to be a yucca. In fact, uh, I found the original advert for the flat, which is a picture taken from the front, and there is no yucca. Uh, or what is not a yucca. So it's obviously grown to, uh, well, it's first floor height now, over the past. Uh, another friend actually said they've got one. Uh, I haven't revealed actually what it is yet, but they've got a similar plant and they've chopped it down twice and it just grows even bigger whenever you chop it. And that does happen actually, I have to say, because it has had a load of branches taken off and I can actually, but there's that, that lovely little uh, Greek lady who lives down the road. Um, I've, yeah, we had, and then it's not in our garden, it's in next doors, but it may as well be in my garden. It's been chopped in such a way that I can actually see down the road. So I did send a photograph and put it on Instagram. Uh, from the angle I naughtily took, it does look like it blocks the road completely. But there was a suggestion from uh, the nature lover in Yorkshire that that's a marvellous view out of the window of greenery and uh, it's better than seeing cars and people. Now, my argument against that is the fact that a, the plant has spear-like uh, leaves that basically stab you whenever they fall off. They constantly fall off, so our pathway is constantly full of dead leaves, which don't break down at all easily, and I have to pick up and put in the bin. Um, and also, I don't like tropical trees in untropical places. I like things like oak trees that belong in this country, which makes me sound slightly right-wing. I don't mean it to. I just... Cornwall's not one of my favourite uh, areas of the country just because it's all very tropical and uh, when I'm in this country I don't want to feel as if I'm in the Mediterranean it's as simple as that um, anyway I put it on Instagram and it's a cordyline never heard of it uh, it's not a yucca so that uh, huge mystery has been cleared up I'm having a bit of a crisis because obviously I thought it was yucca for all it is. It does look a bit like a yucca, but the flower is absolutely nothing like a yucca. And also, as I was on my run this morning, I realised that practically every single garden between uh, here and where I end up at the end of my run has a quarter line growing in it. They're absolutely everywhere. So um, it just annoys me. So anyway, yes, this argument about having a lovely green thing looking out of your window, obviously... It blocks my view down the road. And if I can't see what's going on down the road, you're not going to get a podcast. So uh, bear that in mind. Uh, that's just to my left down. We've got a casement window. That's at the side of the casement window. Um, going back to foreign trees, <laughs> we do have, of course, a beautiful uh, Japanese cherry blossom, uh, Japanese cherry uh, in front of the house, which has the most gorgeous four season. I don't know what that person's doing. Uh, gorgeous four season um, uh, life cycle of uh, bear in the winter, beautiful, beautiful blossom in the spring, gorgeous green um, leaves in the summer, which then turn to an absolutely stunning golden colour in the autumn. I don't know. I think the, the trees have been uh, extra golden this autumn, and this autumn seems to be going on a long time because we're still... We're at the end of November-ish, uh, and there's still a lot of trees that have got leaves all over them. Uh, that's a car door banging, and I can't see who it was. Oh, no, it's downstairs. So, um, yeah, I don't know about that. So anyway, the other big news is that the tomato plants that no one's asked about, um, they went down to the neighbour, 
the Hippie family, they neglected them uh, and turned out that was the absolute right thing to do uh, because by neglecting them, loads of tomatoes are grown on them. Uh, although she did have her neighbour apparently knocking on the door saying she was neclecting her tomato plants, which I thought was quite funny. So um, they do basically look dead, but there's enough green. I've brought them in now. They've been sitting out our, outside our front door, I think, annoying the downstairs neighbours because they're so raggedy and half dead. But if you look at them, there's enough green on them that they're still growing. And I've still got quite a lot of tomatoes on them, uh, nay, flowers. Although I don't think they'll probably at this stage go into tomatoes. But uh, I brought them in yesterday because it was quite cold last night um, and cut all the dead leaves off. And now they're looking uh, dreadful in the front room window right next to where I'm sitting. Uh, but there are quite a lot of tomatoes on there. I'm quite, quite very pleased, actually. So if you want tomatoes, neglect them. I'm not quite sure how that works, but it does. So, yeah, so um, that's big news, actually. I'm quite excited about that. And then, um, yeah, the builder's just not there anymore. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. And that person's still going backwards and forwards. What they're doing, they're not carrying anything. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, so uh, what else has been going on this week? Looks quickly at diary. So last Monday, uh, oh yes, well, I'm off on Mondays because uh, there's no show due to the stupid Sunday matinee we have to do. And then I took Tuesday off as well. I had a very nice Monday and Tuesday, actually, and I got quite a lot of stuff done. Started some writing for Darren's, uh, some of you, I think, have been to Darren's Art for Heart Sake, the Dan Cheek do uh, once a year, which basically you can, uh, you've got two or three minutes to uh, perform in some way or get someone else to perform something you've written. Uh, they're rather lovely, actually, I have to say, and uh, I'm just trying to write something for that at the moment. So that got started. I had a very busy Monday and Tuesday, actually. Well, obviously, Mondays are always busy. can't remember what I did on the Tuesday, but I remember having a lovely day. Oh, I know what I did on Tuesday, big day. I made um, bread. I made uh, not ciabatta, the other stuff, for my, no, uh, focaccia. Uh, from my bake-off box, my belated bake-off box. And I have to say, it's the most delicious bread I think I've ever, well, maybe not the most delicious bread I've ever tasted, but it was one of the most delicious breads I've ever tasted. Um, I have to say the thing with bake-off boxes, you get really high quality ingredients. So I think the flour was really, really high quality, probably not as good as I would buy normally. And, uh, oh, that fun coming back again. They always look a bit suspicious, those white vans. And, um, and uh, they gave me some really lovely olives, mixture olives, much nicer than the ones that I normally buy for the supermarket. High quality sea salt uh, and rosemary, which was all which were all put on top and actually really made it. But uh, the focaccia was really, really light. And I usually associate focaccia with being quite stodgy. But this was really light, fluffy, airy and absolutely delicious. And unfortunately, uh, is still not quite eaten. And I think it's probably gone off now. Uh, but it is wrapped in foil. It might not have done. So I'm absolutely fascinated by this person. I don't know what they're doing. I don't think I'll ever get to the bottom of it. Oh, shaking the hands now. Don't know what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, that was very exciting. And it was actually a very calming day. It was nice. And then uh, on Wednesday... I went to the optician. That was a really exciting. Now, I 
uh, well, subconsciously, of course, I'm swayed by uh, advertising, aren't we all? But consciously, I'm not particularly, uh, except when it comes to A, perfumes, and B, uh, frames for my glasses. Uh, obviously, uh, I see a certain model for a certain type of perfume, and I imagine that if I use that perfume, I will become that person, that model. Uh, obviously, this never happens. Um, I've got quite a lot of bottles of different perfumes, it has to be said, and I they're so expensive that I basically never use them. Uh, it's like the fact that I will only go for a haircut every once every 10 years because I want my hair to be really, really long so that I get value for money when I'm having my haircut. What is he doing? This is going to be an internal mystery. And then um, it's the same with, uh, I spend so much on a bottle of perfume that I just won't use it which is just completely ridiculous because I've got so many bottles of this stuff. I actually used to be given it a lot as a teacher. It was a very common uh, thank you present to the teacher. Some of it was a bit uh, not very expensive and some of it was extremely expensive. Uh, I still don't use that even though I didn't even pay for it. Anyway, so that's that. And then the same is with glasses, glass frames, which obviously um, uh, they do matter because they're your face and obviously you're aware of what you look like. So I tootled, my eyesight's been a bit off and I went to the optician and he basically said my eyesight's got better. So my glasses are too strong. Uh, I haven't had new frames for ages. I've got some very nice Danish ones at the moment. Uh, of course, as soon as I hear the word Danish, I think Scandinavian, good design, uh, I'll buy those. They had the same make in the window, which were some green ones, but the green didn't suit me. Um, I tried a few more on and then I saw the two words Tom Ford. Now, obviously, if I buy a pair of Tom Ford glasses, I will turn into a very, very sophisticated New Yorker, uh, you know, beautiful uh, and uh, with a, a very expensive, sleek uh, lifestyle. Uh, probably a lot of parties, mixing with a lot of models and directors and famous people generally, A-list celebrities. Uh, that's what happens when you buy a pair of Tom Ford uh, glasses. So, of course, I bought some and they cost an absolute fortune. Uh, but I'm, I genuinely think that, <laughs> I don't know, I genuinely think he says they were the ones I liked the most. I hope that's true. Uh, I have my hands over my face at the moment as I say that. So that was that. So we've got a pair of glasses coming, which I'm very excited about. I did a Zoom masterclass that day as well on adaptation done by uh, somebody connected with the show I'm on. And that was very useful. Uh, and then, of course, I've got loads of ideas about writing now and uh, I haven't got any time to do it. I'm finding myself so busy at the moment. I just haven't got any time to sit and write, which is ridiculous. I must have time to sit and write. I must make some. I don't believe it doesn't exist. I think it's me mentally not making time. Uh, but anyway, I'm really tired at the moment. I'm absolutely exhausted. Thursday was matinee day, so I've got to go through two shows. Friday, uh, <clears throat> I took the evening off because I've got uh, I'm sort of sort of job sharing. I'm taking two nights off a week. Um, in the afternoon, uh, they're both listening. I had a Zoom chat with two of the people I met on my Arvon course. Uh, one of them, whom I realised yesterday, is actually B Arthur, um, and the other one is what can I say I don't want to use her name but she is who she is uh, and that was delightful and actually I laughed so much I cried that was really marvelous then um 
in after that of course we were due to do the podcast with darren of course he postponed it and um although in fair play it's because he's the building next door to his <clears throat> is being demolished and uh, he's got a lot of noise at the moment and then in the evening it, there was another arvon connection because i went off to see a show at the rosemary branch which is a pub theater uh not that far away, but not near any public transport, and it's a bit of a nightmare to get to. Uh, another writer from the course doing a, a, her one-woman show, uh, which was amazingly grim and absolutely brilliantly written and performed. I don't know if she listens to this, but uh, yeah, uh, it was a monologue that you basically were aware at the beginning something wasn't quite right uh, about this person talking, uh, and then... Oh, that one is striding past. I never quite work out what the point of those knitted big headbands are. I mean, if you're going to wear a hat, wear a hat. And if you're not going to wear a hat, they never look right somehow. Anyway, um, it's like men and scarves. Men and those floaty scarves. It just doesn't work. And, um, yeah, so, but, and then as it went on, you realised she was playing the character of an abused child grown up into an adult. Uh, not sexually abused, but a child that's been physically, violently abused and emotionally. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I, it was it did stay with me for quite some time afterwards because I have in my teaching days taught children that I uh, am was as certain as anyone could be that they were being abused. But uh, yes, it was it was quite disturbing, but absolutely riveting, I have to say. I mean, it sounds really grim. Uh, it was about an hour long and it was absolutely riveting. And then afterwards she did this thing called the Dirty Thirty, which was a little group of hers, their little theatre group, uh, which was 30 plays, I think each one a minute long. Uh, the There was no sets, costumes, the four actors were just being themselves basically, but acting out these, these sketches, some of which worked, some of which didn't work as well, some of which were extremely funny, some of which were quite moving. Um, and the audience basically yelled out the numbers, so they were done in a completely random way. So no, no two performances would ever be anywhere near the same. Uh, I did actually feel sorry, really sorry for the sound and lighting person who was obviously enjoying what they were doing, but not knowing what was coming next for 30 uh, very short plays from a technical point of view. Is, uh, my idea of an absolute nightmare. So, um, yeah, it was very, very good. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Their energy was absolutely fantastic. And it felt dangerous, actually, in a way that I don't really, I haven't really felt in the theatre for a long time. Because you really didn't know what was going to happen next. And most of the time, neither did the performers. So that was uh, that was great. It's difficult to talk about, actually. It's very difficult to describe it. You just have to go and see it. Anyway, she's doing it again in the new year. So I'll mention it uh, again nearer the time, I hope, if I remember. Yeah, and that was all a bit sort of, um, that was a bit first as well, because we had a meal beforehand in the pub, which wasn't packed. Um, really nice pub. And the tables were fairly spaced, but it's the most I've spent with a lot of strangers in a closed uh, environment. Um, and I had a very packed bus trip on Saturday going in for the matinee. The West End is a heaving absolutely heaving with people i mean it is a sea of people or it has been on saturday afternoons uh it's it's extraordinary i've never seen uh what's that man no i've seen that man before and he's had his hair cut uh it's quite extraordinary um 
get extremely frustrating when you're trying to get somewhere on time. But, um, and then, um, yeah, and then I had to do a stupid show yesterday. Um, so, yeah, so on that, that note, um, I've got quite a busy week this week, actually. Um, yeah, I'm still exhausted. I'm absolutely exhausted. Uh, I'm getting enough sleep, I think. So, but I'm fine. Uh, and I'm going to try and watch Strictly tonight because uh, I haven't seen it yet. And I got very, very emotional with Strictly last week uh, with, um, oh, I can't remember her name, the deaf, Rose, Rose and Giovanni. Amazing. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm going to stop actually. There's probably other things to say that I've forgotten, but I just feel I've been talking nonstop for quite some time and I need to take breath. Um, nothing to see here will be out next Sunday. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting episode because uh, Darren and I were fighting <laughs> the, week, the week before we did it. So I think you can probably sense that. Uh, I think it'll be probably one of my favourites. I do like it when we get a bit like that with each other because I think it adds a real edge to the podcast that some people don't like. I am well aware. So that's a warning. Uh, I love Darren. Of course I do. So um, the sun's out. I'm going to go and get my cup of tea. That person is still doing something unknown uh, that I will never get to the bottom of. If I do, I'll let you know next week. And thank you for listening.